everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today's episode, we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, but more so than that, and have not, having nothing to do with anything in that title, uh, we're talking about Kang today. So um, the set of comics that I'd chosen to read prior to the film, I wanted to focus more on Kang uh, and I'm sure many of you out there are probably feeling the same way. Obviously, he's the villain of this movie, uh, played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, but there's also going to be an Avengers film in a couple of years called Avengers Kang Dynasty. So clearly, he, this is not the last time that we're going to see him. And this isn't the first time that we've seen him either. As we saw Jonathan Majors playing He Who Remains in the final episode of the first season of Loki. And uh, I'm always trying to catch up on a couple of comics before a new Marvel movie. And again, I feel bad because I had no desire to uh, to read anything Ant-Man related. Uh, I just wanted to know more about Kang. Uh, he's one of those villains that has kind of permeated the Marvel universe. Uh, he's, I mean, he is. He's everywhere because he can he can show up at any point in time. Literally, um, his greatest weapon is time. And so, uh, you know, I've seen him in various comics that I've read throughout my days, but never really got into him, uh, and I probably should have, because I love, and we even said it on the last episode, I love time, I love time travel. Uh, and so it's been nice kind of getting to know him throughout the MCU, but more so um, throughout some comics. So uh, I wanted to get this episode out before the movie came out, so that anything I say in here can be considered a receipt a predict. I will be making some predictions based on some of these comics that I read, um, but then just also on some guesses with kind of the future of Kang, which I'm very excited to talk about. But the comics that I read and, and very very easy, especially for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with Kang, uh, aren't familiar with Marvel's you know insanely large library of comics, and for someone like Kang. He's been in a lot of comics, so he could really start anywhere. Um, you know, he made his first appearance, I believe it was in The Avengers. He's been a constant villain for the Fantastic Four. Um, he was a villain in the New Avengers, or Young Avengers series as well, and even was a, a member in there too. But uh, we're not going to be talking about any of those series uh, for the only reason that, again, if you're if you're just looking to uh, read something pretty quickly to get a good idea of Kang, and I'd been saving I'd been saving this series to read specifically for this, uh, which is called it's called Kang the Conqueror. Only myself left to conquer. Uh, this is a new story. It's only five issues. It's a mini series uh, by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Uh, written and then art by Carlos Magno, who uh, is very reminiscent in my eyes of Steve McNiven, at least the older Steve McNiven, uh, older works of him. Uh, but this series essentially is a um, kind of a review of Kang's life in a sense. So you're going to get pieces from all of those other comic series as well, which I loved seeing from a different perspective. Uh, obviously, there's pieces that call out to older stuff, um, but before we dive in, uh, what I wanted to go over to is just Kang in general. So he has, uh, he's gone by a lot of different names in the comments, comics. He's been a lot of different people. And in this series, we see all of those versions as well. And this is one of the first kind of prediction callouts. We've already kind of seen it in the, in the MCU, but I'm curious to see if we're going to get other variants of Kang in this uh, movie. 
Uh, my money is on maybe at least one. But in this comic series, you've got Nathaniel Richards, who is Kang. That's uh, that's the, the initial of this. So who is Kang? He is Nathaniel Richards, uh, who is a descendant of Nathaniel Richards, the father of uh, Reed Richards, so technically a descendant of his as well, uh, from the 31st century. And he, uh, so that's his one thing, but Kang is kind of who he becomes, this time-traveling warlord. Uh, and in his, I guess you could call it youth, I don't know if you, uh, if he ever really ages that way, but um, he went by Rama Tut uh, back when he traveled to Egypt to be a pharaoh. He wanted to be ruled, uh, he wanted to rule as a god, basically. And so he was a kind of a pharaoh then. Which go they go into that in this comic series as well. Uh, he battles none other than Apocalypse, uh, which is really cool to see. Obviously, another Egyptian uh, god at the time. Uh, he also uh, goes by Immortus, who is an alternate version of Kang that is like the very old version of Kang. I don't know if we'll see that version. Maybe we will. I, my bet is at least by the time we get into Kang Dynasty, the film, we'll have met all of the variants, I think, in that movie. Um, those are those two, plus you've got He Who Remains, who, funny enough, isn't actually one of them in the comics, but He Who Remains is this elder being who um, basically created and assists the timekeepers and the time variance authority. So um, that was interesting to kind of read up on because I was like, oh, you know, where is He Who Remains? But not related to Kang in the comics, but they really put that in well, I would say, in the show. Another one is Iron Lad. So for those of you, if you've read the Young Avengers series, by uh, Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Uh, Iron Lad is kind of the Iron Man version of the Young Avengers, and you didn't know it at the time when you were reading it, but by the end of that series, it's revealed that that is Kang. And even cooler is in this series, um, uh, he Nathaniel Richards, because he's a kid, uh, uses that armor as well, which was really cool to see. So the story is, uh, the story is basically that um, Nathaniel Richards, he's in the 31st century, he's very bored, he's very smart, uh, but Kang shows up and kind of kidnaps him, doesn't really kidnap him, but asks him like, hey, um, I want to train you, I want to teach you everything that I know so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made. And the biggest mistake that he talks about, and this is this is where I find this very interesting, because um, I, I wasn't expecting this in this series either, but there is a very heavy focus on Ravona. Uh, they don't say Ravona Renslayer, but Ravona herself is in this. There's multiple variants of her in here. And the biggest advice and teaching that Kang gives Nathaniel, gives himself basically, is to never fall in love. He says that, you know, Kang can conquer all. Kang's biggest weapon is time. Nothing, you know, is... is uh, <laughs> Basically, he, he's almost like Dr. Doom in a sense, and he even fights Dr. Doom in here because there's rumors in the comics too that he's a descendant of Dr. Doom, uh, which is interesting to think about, but the whole big piece being Ravona, and that is his biggest regret. And so I didn't realize it when I was reading it, but this really is a book about Ravona. And so it made me think, okay, um, I haven't read a lot of the other Ravona stories, but obviously Ravona was in Loki, right? She was the um, the magistrate or whatever, the lead judge, and kind of disappears by the end of the series. Um, I I wonder if we'll see her in Ant Man, and I I wouldn't be surprised. I will be very surprised, actually. I'll be very glad, but um, prediction wise, I wouldn't be surprised because it really seems like, especially with this, and I know the movies kind of tend to pull from some of the newer comics now too. 
that I wonder if that's his big thing because you see in the trailers him talking with Scott about um, you know wanting to get more time back and essentially what happens in this story is he chooses love the younger version of him chooses love and eventually gets into a time loop where he then gets his heart broken and he goes back and tries to train young Nathaniel again uh, which is just so trippy but there's a giant piece of this as well where he thinks that he's going to correct the time stream and literally does the same thing that Doctor Strange did in What If where uh, and it's a different way of doing it but he essentially creates Chronopolis and brings the fallen body of Ravona there, and through crazy chrono time, you know, whatever science stuff, um, essentially creates an infinite amount of Ravonas, in hopes that at least one of them would survive, that they could fall in love and be together. And there's a, there's a piece in here that's really cool where he's going to all these different time periods and different variants of her. And, uh, and all of them end the same way, just like Christine Palmer does in uh, What If. So that would be very interesting if you know we've gotten our animated version of that. Would we see a live-action version of Kang trying to save Ravona? Uh, which I think would just be absolutely beautiful because this it breaks him. It's you know it ruins him. It gets him to the point where he goes back in time to be Ramatut again, and you know just basically falling back into all of these old ways, um, which was really kind of again I thought was really cool to see, and especially in a uh, a five issue miniseries because uh, that's the sort of stuff I feel like you'd want to see from an ongoing or that it would take a while to get to, but there is so much ground that's covered in here. I mean, we even get things like Ravona when Nathaniel goes back to... Um, he basically escapes, so uh, the, the timeline situation is Kang gets Nathaniel, and then they both travel back to 65 million years ago for him to kind of train and learn about what it means to be Kang right before the meteor strikes the planet to kill all the dinosaurs. And in that time, he falls in love with uh, like some people there, a girl. Uh, her name's Addie, though. Her name's not Ravona. Uh, but then Kang kills everybody there because he says, like, you're not supposed to fall in love, which was very, it was really dark. But then Nathaniel escapes. He, he basically drugs Kang, takes his suit, and escapes, and escapes back in time to the time of Ramatut. And so Ramatut is there, but who's the first person that he meets but Ravona? A Ravona that looks very similar to the Ravona in Loki, uh, which I found very interesting. But then also, she's Moon Knight. She's the Moon Knight of the time. She serves Khonshu, which I thought is just... Any time that we can get the um, convergence of all of the different Egyptian properties in Marvel is like a time to be praised. And so we got to call that out because in one, in one of these comics, just one, you had Ramatut, Apocalypse, and... Conchu and Moon Knight all in it, which just was so cool. And the Fantastic Four show up, right? Because that's the that's their whole thing was that they went back in time to defeat Kang to fight Ramatut. And so Ramatut realizes that Nathaniel is who he is and uses some machine to submit him to his will and has him fight for him. But then Apocalypse ends up winning. And just as it happened in the comics, I think, in the past. And so Ramatut escapes into the time stream, but Nathaniel Richards comes to Apocalypse and says, I want to get revenge because Ramatut killed the woman I love, uh, Ravona, but, you know, just also I want to get revenge, blah, blah, blah. And so what does Apocalypse do? But he uses his own ancient technology 
to essentially put Nathaniel Richards into a coffin, like a sarcophagus, where he will never age, but he just is waiting. And so there's this whole bit where he's essentially just reviewing his life and thinking about all of the mistakes that Kang told him about and plotting and planning for literally thousands of years in this sarcophagus before he comes back uh, to the day and age of the Avengers, which is then, again, that first appearance of when Kang shows up coming out of the sky. Uh, Nathaniel Richards kind of gets to him, and uh, Doom shows up to try and destroy both of them. So they team up, defeat Doom, and then he kills Kang. So now I'm thinking to myself, like, holy cow, not only is this just so trippy, but at the same time, it's like, has he messed up the time stream? He keeps killing himself in all of these different instances. But we find out, like I said, as time goes on, that he's essentially just repeating his past mistakes. And that's why I love the title of this story for only myself left to conquer, because he can't. He's, you know, it's it's hard to try and conquer when you are, uh, you're human in that sense. And you have those human ideas, those human beliefs. And uh, it was very cool to see. But then he eventually goes through time and shows up in the future. So even further in the future from where he was when he was uh, originally there and meets another Ravona. And this is the Ravona that we now know from the old comics, um, which is pretty cool. So they had this, this first Ravona. Um, well, actually, no, and there were the three Ravonas that we see. So the first one's in Egypt. She is Egyptian. Um, then there's one in the future who also looks to be Egyptian as well. Um, and Kang falls in love, or, you know, Nathaniel falls in love with her too, but she wants nothing to do with him. But then he travels in further into the future, and there's this original version of her, which is she's different, obviously. She's different colored skin, different hair, but he says, like, her eyes are the exact same. And same thing here. He decides to change himself during this process, and instead of killing the person that would have killed Ravona. Uh, he decides to show mercy, which makes Ravona fall in love with him. And then, of course, you can guess what happens next. She does die. She gets shot. And so he takes her body and, again, tries to create all these versions of her, which eventually kind of breaks the time stream because Ravona eventually says absolutely not. Like, I, And, again, this is all very high science stuff that... Um, like, how did Ravona even know that she was being, you know, created in this way? I don't know. But essentially, it just ends with the fact that he then goes back and <laughs> he says that he goes back 10 minutes before the original Kang showed up to him when he was a kid and now decides to train himself. So the Kang that trained him, he is now training him again and he makes all of the same mistakes and gets to that same exact moment um, to put him into that place. And then the the, uh, the story ends with him, you know, basically watching all of the dinosaurs die as they explode uh, from the, uh, the meteor. Uh, but again, it's just like to show that just time is... It, it, I'm trying to think of some of the movies where that's, you know, it's like that, like butterfly effect sort of thing where it's like you can go back and try to save these things. And it's very similar to, again, to that Doctor Strange episode. Uh, but I just love that idea. And to be able to have to see that in live action from an MCU perspective, uh, it sounds like we're getting multiple Ant-Mans as well, right? We're getting different variants of everybody. At least that's my guess. I, you know, there's definitely hints at it in the trailer. But man, if we get, so th those would be, um, kind of my guesses, I think, for this movie is I think, I think we're gonna at least see because it seems like Kang wants something. 
He wants something from Scott. He wants him to help him. He says he can give him time back. And I'm curious because... And this is where I don't want to speculate too much because I don't want to ruin the movie. But what what does Scott have that Kang wants? Like, what could Scott possibly have that Kang doesn't have? Scott's he's an everyman, right? He doesn't really have anything special besides the shrinking and growing technology. But I wonder if he's if Kang's trying to get Ravona back, or if he's trying something that he's trying to do, or at least get himself set into the right position. Because my money is on whatever happens at the end of this movie is directly going to be impacted in the Kang Dynasty film. And we've already heard from the initial reviews. Again, no spoilers or anything, but the idea that this movie has clear connections and ideas going forward that this is we now have basically a clear trajectory of the film or of the mcu and what's going to be happening next so i wonder if this kind of cements the idea that there are multiple kangs out there maybe we see a few we know that they're about to head to war or that's one of them is trying to conquer things maybe we see ravona something like that my money would also be on obviously loki being in this film too in some respect, I have no idea how, but um, just because you know he the connection with the Loki series, it just to me makes so much sense. I'd freak out if we got that. Um, but yeah, no. So overall, like I said, this was a really good. The art was amazing in this, uh, and there's just some gorgeous shots that I kind of screenshotted for talking. Like the most of it is um, is him talking in his head. And I'll read just one page of this because I thought this is just if Jonathan Majors does half as much of, of this, I think we're going to be in for a treat because it's, it's it's Jonathan Majors. But this is the literally the first panel in this. A thousand thousand years ago, Alexander the Great sat with a sage of wide renown. There he learned a secret that would shake him to his core. There are more worlds than this, said the sage. Their number is near infinite and they spread across the cosmos beyond the reach of any man's senses. Alexander looked upon his own empire, from the rich Mediterranean to the steppes of Asia, from its heart in the cradle of civilization to its furthest border, and his eyes filled with tears. Great Alexander, why do you weep? asked the sage. You have every glory that a mortal has ever known. Is it not worthy of despair, replied Alexander, that there are an infinite number of worlds to conquer, and I cannot become the master of even one? Wow, I loved that. I thought that that was so good. And then, yeah, I've got some shots of, of Iron Lad in here. I was like, wait, so well, how does he even do that? So he's got, he. it's very much like the nanotech armor of Stark. Um, that he uses but again you have to remember nathaniel comes from a futuristic timeline where again weapons and and suits and stuff like that is going to be very easy to create and make um a gorgeous shots of him fighting with apocalypse and yeah here's here's the the bit too in here for uh <clears throat> it says uh when he's in the sarcophagus uh time is a thing to be conquered that was the edge of kang's knife not tactics nor technology nor superpowers, nor brutality, time travel. But even without a machine, we all travel through time, slowly and ever forward. So with my flesh protected from age by Apocalypse's arcane technology, but my mind restlessly awake, I did that one thing that Kang would find abhorrent. I took the long way around. 
And all the while I sharpened my mind and steeled my focus. I had many coming victories to contemplate, but I was drawn particularly to the failures, the ones I'd been trained to prevent. I contemplated Ravona, the mystery of her name echoing on my elder self's lips, and my meeting of my own Ravona in the distant past. I shed my boyhood to make myself her murderer's undoing. And finally, in the shadow of 26,964 years of preparation, meditation, and patience, I returned. At the end of my beginning, 99... Oh, and then, yeah, so yeah, and then he shows up again in the future, talking about Princess Ravona, but again, you know, he just can't seem to... uh, God, some of these are just amazing and this is until it began yeah this is so this is the one of ravona again these are just so good in those moments of mastery for i had become the master of time i often thought the epochs and eras were measurements of lesser men that they had not invented the chronology that could contain kang i brought to chronopolis the greatest monks of the buddha and the most enlightened shiar warrior priests and through their teachings and on rare occasions over their corpses, I came to an understanding. A master does not allow his love to die. Those are the actions of a boy. A master compels that which he controls to become that which he loves. Using every bit of Chronopolis's power, I unraveled the very fabric of time. I found the threads of fate and made the city its loom, and from it I wove a machine of constant replication. I injected Ravona Renslayer's very soul into time, like a dye into the threads of an entire tapestry. Where time had taken her from me, I forced time to do the opposite. The birth of infinite Ravonas in infinite timelines, giving myself infinite chances to save her. The plan was genius. It was flawless. Until it began. Like, oh man, th- this the writing in here is just so good. And like I said, I, I think it probably took me, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to read this. It was super short. But you just get a dense dense view of Kang's life. You get to see all the highlights, and I think after reading this, for someone who's not familiar with Kang, I think you're going to be ready to go, and there may even be moments where when you're watching, you go, oh man, that's what happened in this comic book. Uh, And so for those of you that are listening after the film comes out, uh, was I right? Was I right about any of those pieces? Uh, I hope I am, but I also hope I'm not. I love a good surprise. Um, yeah, so, oh man, I just, I'm, I'm so anxious for this movie, I'm so excited, I have had no spoilers, not a one, uh, it has been fantastic, I haven't had to mute anything, block anybody, I don't know if it's just because I don't follow a lot of people to begin with, but I am grateful that we're gonna get to go into this movie fresh and ready to go, uh, and I say that on a Saturday, when, uh, knowing we still have, uh, about a week to go, and anything can happen, so, We'll see, uh, but for now, uh, that is where we will wrap things up. Thank you guys all so much for listening. I'm your host, Alex Klein. This is Comics and Cinema, and we will see you in the quantum realm.